All right. Hey, Frontier Church, tomorrow is week six in our sermon series on 1 John that we're calling Eternal Life Now. And tomorrow, we're going to be thinking about what it means to abide in God in our gathering together. So like, like always, I know I say this every week, but before we start praying, make sure you position yourself for success tonight. You got to sit in your favorite spot in your house, wait till the kids are in bed, put your iPhone on silent or get it in a different room, get out your journal. If you're a journaler, pour yourself a hot tea or your favorite beer or a nice, nice glass of wine. Doesn't really matter. But what I'm saying is be intentional about making this time of solitude tonight count. John is going to say something amazing in tomorrow's text. And before we study it together tomorrow, it would be awesome if it took root in your prayer life tonight. The the thing that John says that's amazing is this. He says, the anointing, we identify that as the Holy Spirit last week, the anointing that you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. So, so that, that word abide, it's, it's not a tricky word, even though it's a word that we don't use very often. It simply means remain or, or dwell or stay connected to. And so the picture that John wants you to have in your prayer life is the picture of you dwelling in Christ and then the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So just spend these first moments in solitude exploring the truth that you abide in God and that God abides in you.
So as we keep praying tonight in solitude, let this let the psalmist help form your prayer life a little bit here. Here's the way that Psalm 91 describes the concept of abiding. The psalmist says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So for the psalmist, abiding in God, it, it, it means remaining and living in God's shadow. So it's, it's kind of as if the psalmist consciously labors to discern where God is and what God is doing in his life and then tries to set up camp right there and live in God's shadow. It's kind of like having a relationship with God where you live in him as though he's a fortress or a dwelling place or a home to you. And so when you abide in God, you make your home in God and God makes his home in you. So in other words, like he becomes the couch within you that you naturally find rest. When your heart needs to lay down and kick its feet up and find comfort at the end of a hard day, your heart naturally comes to rest upon Jesus. The truth that Jesus has paid for all of your sins on the cross. At the, at the end of a long day of hardship and difficulty, your heart can rest on that and be satisfied because Jesus is your home. It's like he becomes the dinner table within you where you naturally find nourishment. You eat your heart out on the truths of God. You grovel and nourish yourself on the truths of God, that he loves you, that he indwells you, that he's for you. And those truths become a delight to your soul the same way that the food on your dinner table is a delight to your stomach because you make your home in God and God makes his home in you. He becomes the bed within you where you can fall asleep at night. His control, his sovereignty become to you a bed of rest that help you sleep at night. He's got the whole world in his hands. So. I know that for some of you this might be foreign, but begin to prayerfully imagine your life like this, as though your life is a home for God to dwell in. Wow.
Jesus in the New Testament explains abiding in terms of the vine and the branch. So in Jesus's imagination, abiding is kind of like connecting yourself to Jesus the same way that a branch connects itself to a vine. And then Jesus says something amazing. When you do that, every branch that gets connected to the vine, God prunes it so that it can bear more fruit. So it's actually pretty natural that as you abide in God, you'll notice that although you grow in joy, your life also becomes simultaneously more painful. And it's because God is actively pruning back some of the blooms and some of the flowers and some of the branches so that the roots of your life can become more deeply established the same way that pruning happens. And so as Christians, our prayer life is shaped by this. Are there parts in your life that need to be pruned? Things, habits, addictions, patterns of thought that are ultimately a barrier to connectedness with Christ or a a barrier to you bearing more fruit? Are there things in your life like that? Guys, just ask God to prune back the parts of your life that are abiding, abiding in things that are not God. God wants to cut those things off, prune those things off. Just let him in this moment of solitude do that. I think a biblical way of giving language to the concept of of abiding is this. It's consciously staying connected to God throughout all of your life, which is kind of like, how do you do that, right? Well, you do that the same way that you would connect with another person. God is three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and He is to be engaged and experienced personally. Right? He's not just a subject for you to study. 
He's not just a question mark for you to ponder. He's not just the weekly topic in a sermon that you hear once a week. He is persons. And so he is personal. So if you connected with your spouse the same way that you connected with Jesus, would that be a healthy connection or would it not be? And if it wouldn't be a healthy connection, then maybe we need to be more creative and faithful in reimagining what our day-to-day connectedness to Christ looks like, right? So what if your life, what, what would your life look like if it were more deeply connected to God? Maybe it wouldn't be such an intrusion to your life to pause and ask God, hey, what are you doing in my life right now, God? Maybe then it wouldn't be so abnormal in your day-to-day life to wonder and ask God, hey, what do, you want, what do you want to teach me in these certain moments? It wouldn't be abnormal or weird for you to do those things. It would just be abiding. So ask God in prayer for a life of deeper awareness of the reality that you abide in Him. Amen. All right, guys. Um, like always, come to church tomorrow prepared to bless somebody. We're all coming together tomorrow morning in the middle of the same fight. The fight to abide in God in the midst of one million things that want to distract and steal our attention away from God. Everybody at Frontiers in that fight. Nobody has graduated from that fight. The fight to abide in God comes naturally to nobody. So if you need to continue to remain in solitude tonight, don't let the conclusion of Saturdays in the Spirit get in your way. Keep asking the Holy Spirit for a word of encouragement or a word of wisdom or a prophetic word to speak into the life of another member tomorrow morning at our gathering. Come tomorrow prepared to bless. 
I love you guys, and uh, and I'll see you tomorrow.